0: This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. We're starting a new series called Toxic. And it's going to be really, really cool. We're we're going through and we're discussing toxicity in our lives and and the way that it can attack certain areas of our lives and how we can kind of guard against that. And so I feel before we get this thing started, we should sort of define what this idea of toxic is. Because when I think toxic, I think a canister of ooze from the Ninja Turtles movie. Does anyone else think that? Like when I the word toxic, I think the ooze, right? Ivan Ooze was like the bad guy. And has anyone seen that movie? Yes? No? Okay. All right. This is totally random and I shouldn't be asking this. Do you guys remember the movie Hook with Robin Williams? Listen, I was watching a show last night and Rufio, the guy who played Rufio, was a character on that show. I was like, Rufio! And my wife was like, what are you doing? I'm like, you don't get it. You're too young. Don't worry about it. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. I just wanted to share that tidbit of my life with you. Um, let's define toxic. Toxic is this. Toxic is anything containing poisonous material capable of causing sickness or even death. Anything that can be poisonous or can cause death in your life. Things that can tear down whole areas, entire areas of your life. These things are toxic. And so what I want to do over the next several weeks is go through some of this. And so today, we're launching the series talking about toxic thoughts in the battlefield of our mind, and I feel like this sort of sets the stage for the rest of everything we're going to talk about because our mind is such a powerful thing, and so this week, we're going to talk about toxic thoughts. Next week, we're going to talk about toxic relationships, just in time for Valentine's Day, right? Talking about it on February 10th, so if you realize you're in one, you got four days to break it off before you spend a bunch of money, okay? Just hooking you guys up. Uh, You guys are like, oh, oh, low blow, ouch, talking dating relationships here, guys, okay? High school. Um, so toxic relationships next week. This is gonna be a fun day. Uh, week three, we're talking about toxic words. We're talking about how powerful our words are. That, you know, the Bible says that the pow- there's power of life and death in our tongue. And so our words are incredibly, extremely powerful. And so we're going to talk about toxic words. Week four, we're going to talk about toxic influences. Again, this, would be, uh, this is going to be a great uh, weekend for the whole family to have discussions about. If you have teenagers, get your teenagers here. Um, if you have college-age people, get college-age people here. If you're an adult, you need to be here because influences are everywhere and there are toxic influences that can really steer our ship in the wrong direction. So we need to be super careful about that. And then in week five, we're going to talk about toxic religion which is going to be so fun, so awesome. We're going to talk about toxic religion, and this is going to make you super uncomfortable, but in like the best way possible. You know, It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun uh, talking through toxic religion. So we're starting with our minds, talking about toxic thoughts, because our minds are incredibly, incredibly powerful. And to illustrate that, I was thinking about it last night, how can I make it uh, apparent how powerful our mind can be? And it's this, when we come in here on a Sunday morning in this building, it's warm. It, well, not super warm. It's like 62 degrees in here. I can't figure out these thermostats for the life of me. If you're a thermostat person, let me know. But um, it's like inviting, right? There's this community. There's like happy feelings, fuzzy feelings. We get donuts. We get coffee. You see your friends. You shake hands. You hug necks. You talk about your kids. You talk about your life. And it's just this like fun place. Nobody walks in here on a Sunday morning and is like a little bit freaked out and it's like scared, right? Try coming in here at like 1.30 in the morning by yourself with all the lights out. It is freaky. I'm not kidding. guys, we have boilers, and those things make the craziest noises at night. Rita's shaking her head. She she helps us clean around here. She's like, yes, they do. Amen to that. Come in here at night, right? Nothing changes about this building. Nothing. It's exactly the same at 1:30 in the morning as it is at 11 o'clock on Sundays. The building is exactly the same. You know what changes? Our mind. We come in here and we're terrified. Okay, maybe not you. I come in here and I'm terrified. It's like super scary. Try going in the basement. Yeah, right. Not happening. (laughs) And right now, there's a bunch of kids down there running around having a blast. Go down there at 1.30 in the morning. Yeah, right. Totally freaky, right? It's like the Home Alone movie times infinity. It's so scary down there. But nothing changes about the space. Nothing changes about the building. Nothing changes about the function of the building. Nothing changes at all except our perspective of what's happening around us our vision for what's happening, our mindset of where we are. Something that is such a positive can become such a negative just by our mind allowing it to go there. You know, we hear about how powerful our mind is all the time. Many of us, especially living here in Metro Detroit, have heard the Henry Ford quote, right? Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right, right? That's attributed to Henry Ford. I mean, it's so true. Our minds are so, so, so powerful, And the reality is, is that we encounter toxic thoughts every single day. We encounter toxic thoughts that try to enter our brain, enter our mindset every single day. Whether we recognize it or not, we're all extremely vulnerable to toxic thoughts. We're all super susceptible to toxic thoughts coming in. We have these thoughts that enter and think, man, I'm just not good enough. I'm not good enough at that. Or I'm not good enough at this. I'm not good enough at my job. I'm not a good enough parent. I'm not a good enough mom. I'm not a good enough dad. I don't keep my house up good enough. I'm not as good as other people in these different areas and these toxic thoughts enter in or I'm not smart enough. Man, I'm at work and I hear that person talking and I'm not even close to on their wavelength. Like We have the same responsibility. I'm not, I'm not even close to where they are or we think that we can't succeed at something I would try that, but I know I can't do that, and I know I'm going to fail, and I know I can't succeed. And so all this toxicity is entering into our minds, or this fear, what if this happens? What if that happens? And this fear that paralyzes us, and we're so afraid of everything that if God calls us out to do something or God urges us to do something, we're too afraid of what that person might think or what this person might think or what if it doesn't go down the way that I'm imagining it, and we allow this fear to enter into our heads. And it becomes toxic and chokes the life that could potentially be happening because we're allowing fear to dominate the playground of our mind. And these fearful thoughts come in. We get these ideas of being critical of other people. These thoughts just slide right into our head. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe she's wearing that today. I would never wear that. I cannot believe they just said that in that meeting. What an idiot. Why would they say... I can't believe they're doing that. Why would they do it that way? I would do it this way. And we allow these critical thoughts to just sneak right in. Guys, these are toxic. These are toxic thoughts to be dancing around in our head. And then we jump on social media, and we start looking at what our friends are doing and other people in life are doing, and in comes the flow of all these discontent thoughts. Man, I really liked my car until I saw their car. Now I need a better car. I liked my house until I saw their house. Now I need a better house. I liked my lunch until I saw their lunch. Now I need a better lunch. Right? And we become, (laughs) that's the most realistic one, right? (laughs) Dang, my lunch sucks. You know what I mean? We get these discontent thoughts that are toxic to us. To where we can't even appreciate what we have because all we want is what's better and what's more and what's bigger and what's newer and what's shinier and all these different things come in and they cloud our thoughts. They take over our minds if we're not careful. And they just sneak in. Nobody wakes up and plans to think, man, I'm going to be super toxic today. It's going to be great. I'm going to repel everyone I talk to. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be super negative, super judgmental, super critical, super discontent. It's going to be the best day ever of horribleness. Nobody wakes up like that. But the reality is many of us live like that because we're not intentional with what enters our head. We're not intentional with the thoughts that we allow to enter our head. And so Colossians chapter 3 Verse 2, it says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. So I want to unpack that a little bit. Look at a couple other passages that kind of go hand in hand with that and see if we can't rid ourselves or at least guard against these toxic thoughts that can sneak into our heads because so goes our mind, also goes our life. Our thoughts dictate the way that we live. If we're thinking negative thoughts, we're going to be a negative person if we're thinking cynical thoughts, we're going to be a cynical person. And if we're thinking happy thoughts, we're probably going to be a happy person. And so we need to go through and be a little more intentional about that. So let's pray together, and then we'll jump in and see what God has to say about it. God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for this series, this idea of ridding ourselves of, of the toxins in our life. And God, as we talk about our mind and our thoughts, God, I pray that you would give us clarity. I pray this morning that you would encourage us. You'd send your Holy Spirit to guide us to be introspective, to be real with ourselves and where we are currently. But also give us a vision of where you would desire us to be. God, I pray that you do work in us today. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen. So negative thoughts produce a negative person, right? Happy thoughts produce a happy person, Cynical thoughts produce a cynical person, so on and so forth. Where the mind goes, also goes the life. And so Paul is talking. Paul is this first century church planner, if, you don't, or if you're unaware. He's this dude who wrote like most of the New Testament, right? He wrote these letters to these churches. And so the in the Bible, when you open to Philippians, he's writing to the church in Philippi, the Philippian people, right? When you read Corinthians, he's writing to the church in Corinth, the Corinthians, right? If he was writing a church to us, it would be like, What, the Michiganders, the church in Michigan? I don't know, the Detroiters, the Madison Hydites, or whatever you would call us? I don't know. But that's the idea, right? So when he's writing here in, in, where am I at? In 2 Corinthians, this is the second letter that he sent to the church in Corinth. And what he's doing is he's writing them these letters, and he's teaching them how to navigate their faith journey in their current context and culture and the world around them. Right? And so he's encouraging these believers on what they need to do to have a good, steady, healthy faith journey. To have a good, healthy relationship with God. And so Paul writes these people, this church planner writes this church and he says this. He says, take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Take captive every thought. So when I think of this passage, what immediately comes to mind, I don't know why this comes to mind, but this is what comes to mind. I think of a bouncer at a nightclub, right? I think of I think little John over here, who is our resident bouncer at a nightclub look-alike, okay? Like he walks in the lobby, but he's like a giant teddy bear. You ever seen the show Recess? Back in the day, you know Mikey, how he's the big guy? That's John, okay? And those of you who know, you know, you don't know, he's a teddy bear, okay? But I think of a bouncer at a nightclub, right? And it's like you need to guard your mind like a bouncer at a nightclub, or not a nightclub, I don't know, a concert that's 21 and up, or a bar, or wherever it is you go, I don't know. I don't see a lot of like shiny shirts in here this morning. There's not a lot of doof, doof, doof people. But you know what I mean, okay? A bouncer at a nightclub, they check the ID of every person that comes in, right? And if you're underage, you're not allowed in you get bounced out, you get kicked out, right? If you sneak in and they find you in there, they put you in some sort of contorted headlock and they carry you out and throw you out, right? That's the idea. I feel like this is what Paul is saying here to the Corinthians. When he's saying take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ, I feel like he's saying check the ID of every single thought that tries to enter your head. Don't just let them come in, come and go as they please. You need to check the ID of every single thought that comes in. If it's a good thought, all right, come on in. You can hang out. You can party in my head, right? You can, you can party in the playground up there, right? You can have fun, right? But if it's a bad thought, Paul says, he doesn't just say to reject it. He says, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. He's not saying just push it away. Because oftentimes when you push away a bad thought, it tends to boomerang right back. And somehow it catches more momentum and more momentum and more speed. So when it comes back a second time, it's a little bit stronger, a little bit faster. It kind of pulls a Barry Sanders juke on you at the door, right? And so he doesn't say he doesn't say let the good thoughts in and then reject the bad thoughts. No, he says make them submissive to Christ, make them obedient to Christ. He's saying you need to put these things in a headlock. You need to handle these things for once and for all. He says make them obedient, as if it were like a prisoner. It must do what you tell it to do. Take command of your mind. Take command of your thoughts. Don't let these thoughts dictate you. You dictate these thoughts. Almost like a pet. Make it submissive. Make it obey you. Take these thoughts captive. Don't allow them to just come in. You're standing at the door like a bouncer, and you're checking the ID. And if it's a good good thought, something that's whole, something that's just, something that's positive, that's proactive that comes from God, then yes, allow it to enter. But then check the ID. And if it's a bad thought, no, not happening. And it says make it submissive to Christ. See, the problem is we don't think about this stuff. We just allow life to happen to us, and then we find ourselves where our heads are a playground for these toxic, destructive, life-changing thoughts that then find themselves in fruition in your life. Because so your mind goes, there your life goes also. And so if we're allowing just anything to come in, anything could come out. And so we need to be very, very intentional and very, very proactive in guarding our thoughts. And just like, I love this analogy, because just like in a nightclub, you're going to get people that come up with their fake IDs, right? We're vulnerable to that. When we're guarding our minds, we got these, these vulnerable spots where things can creep in. We're not intentional about allowing them in, but then we turn up and we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe I'm thinking this way. I can't believe, you know, it's, oftentimes it's, it's too late because it's already come to fruition. We do something, we say, how could I do that? How could I say that? How could I respond that way? But if we really reverse engineered it, the problem was that we allowed that thought to enter our head in the first place. We allowed it to come at us first. And so I got these four areas of high vulnerability that I think we really need to pay attention to, that we really need to be careful of. The first one is negative thoughts. Those just kind of sneak in. Those don't come at at, at the door, guns blazing, like, hey, I'm going to destroy your life. They just kind of sneak in and they think, man, it surfaces as sort of like insecurity a lot of times, right? Man, I don't think I have what it takes. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can be the dad that I need to be. I don't think I can be the husband I need to be. I don't think I can be the employee or the business owner or the whatever, the student that I need to be. I don't think I got what it takes. And then it spirals, and man, I'm just not good enough. I don't have this skill set. I don't have that skill set. I don't have this training. I don't have that experience. I don't have what that person has. And it just begins to spiral and spiral and spiral. And then we get to a place where we're like, man, no one appreciates me. They gave that person a hug. They gave that person a high five. No one even shook my hand. Nobody even greeted me on the way to my desk this morning. I've done so much overtime. My boss hasn't said anything to me about it. Nobody even, would they even realize if I wasn't here? Right? Nobody even appreciates what I have going on. And we go at this thing and we start viewing life as a glass half empty sort of approach. You know? And we get into this sort of like Eeyore complex. I just watched the movie Christopher Robin uh, this past week with my kids In the Eeyore Complex, where it's like, oh, man, life sucks. Nobody loves me. It's like the worst case scenario at all times. You know that kind of person. You don't want to be that kind of person. But when we allow these negative thoughts to sneak in, that's exactly what happens. We become that person. We don't want that. We need to guard our hearts, guard our thoughts, guard our minds. And we're super vulnerable to this pessimistic outlook to come in and to take a stronghold in our head and play on the playground of our mind and then come to fruition in our lives. And so we need to be incredibly careful. The second thing that I think we're super vulnerable to that shows up at the nightclub of your mind with a fake ID is fearful thoughts. I think fear comes in and it can be incredibly toxic. Incredibly toxic, especially to what God wants to do in and through you. Fear can cripple us Fear can paralyze us, and fear can enter our brains so, so easily. A simple question, what if, oh my gosh, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if my teacher calls on me in class? What if, so I can't go back to school, what if they ask me something that I don't know, and I look stupid in front of everybody? What if my boss asks me about this, that, or that? What if this happens? What if I take my kids there? What if I go here with my spouse? What if I actually get vulnerable and share my feelings with them? What if they don't respond the way I think they're going to respond? What if, what if, what if it can paralyze us? Not to mention, and I know I say this all the time, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but the talking heads on TV. Fear, 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 fear. Fear drives the ratings. Fear makes them millions of dollars, and fear paralyzes us as we just blindly consume it. Every day, they're telling us that the world is falling apart. Every day, they're telling us that the government's going to do this, that, and the other, and that Facebook is going to kill your whole family, and just crazy things all the time. Fear, 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 fear. Guys... We gotta guard our minds and not let that stuff be a playground in our head because then we spiral so much that we don't trust the schools, we don't trust our family, we don't trust the government, we don't trust the the sweet old lady at the grocery store, we don't trust anybody. Everybody's out to get us. And it paralyzes us, it cripples us, it's toxic. Then we're not living the life that God has called us. I can't go help homeless people. What if they do this to me? I can't give that person money. What if this happens? And we feel these unctions from the Holy Spirit and we can't respond because we're so dang afraid of everything. We're fearful that the whole world's going to crumble down around us at all times. That's not the way God has called us to live. That's not the way God has designed us to live. So we need to check the ID of every thought that comes in our head. Okay, I hear you saying that on TV, but let me use a little bit of logic and reason and think about it with my own brain. Check the ID before you automatically allow it to enter your head. Check your thoughts before they come in and start taking over. Be intentional about it. We wonder why there's so much worry and anxiety. I know there's clinical anxiety and all this, but guys, I feel like so much of our worry and anxiety in this generation is driven by fear because it's pushed at us at all times, and we're not checking the ID before it enters our head. And so we think everything's out to get us, and everything's going to crumble at all times. Guys, guard your brain. Guard your mind. Where your mind goes, there your life goes as well, right? We gotta be intentional about checking the idea of what we allow enter into our heads so we don't end up spiraling and thinking the whole world's falling apart all the time. Does that make sense? It's huge. I think this one is a super high area of vulnerability for us. The third one is discontent thoughts where we're just unsatisfied We're just unsatisfied. We need bigger, we need better, we need more, we need something new, we need something greater, we need something that meets my needs more, meets my needs better, does this, that, and the other. This is where the comparison trap is so huge, where we get on Facebook, we get on social media, get on Instagram, get on Snapchat, whatever, and we see this stuff, and we're content with our stuff until we see what other people have, and then we're like, oh, no, 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 I need what they got. Oh, well, I was cool with my body image until I saw that body image, and now my body image looks terrible in comparison to that one, so now I need that one. And it changes our whole life. It really does. We can laugh and smile about it, but it's true. We're going to buy cars we can't afford and live in houses that we can't afford because we want to keep up with everybody else. This discontentment, these thoughts of discontentment come in and they can be toxic to us. And we can find ourselves in a much different place than we need to be because these discontent thoughts have sort of clouded our vision, clouded our perspective, and thus clouded our life. I think the fourth area that we need to be super careful are the critical thoughts. Being critical of other people. Being judgmental of other people because it's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. Just go sit on a bench in Walmart for 15 minutes. <laughs> it is so easy to do. Go to the DMV. Go sit at the mall and just people watch. It's so easy to be so critical so fast. It really is. You guys chuckle because you know it's true. You know it's true. We're consistently judging and evaluating other people. And that stuff jumps in, and that is toxic. Because what that does is that automatically puts us on a pedestal that they're not as good as we are. They don't meet our standards of life. Therefore, our standards must be better than their standards. So I'm better than you are. And then that comes to fruition in our life. And guys, that's dangerous. That's toxic. That's just as toxic as negative thoughts. It's just as toxic as fearful thoughts. It's just as toxic as discontent thoughts are these critical thoughts. And so we need to be super, super, super attentive in these areas. Because like I said, they come up to the door with a fake ID and they sneak right in. They sneak right into our head. And if we allow them to party, we allow them to play on the playground of our mind, guys, it can be super toxic, super damaging, and even just quench the life right out of us. And so it's super important that we take this stuff serious because here's the deal. Here's the deal. I came across this analogy this week and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so perfect. Because here's the deal. Whatever you're looking for, you're going to find. If you're looking for negative, you're going to find negative. If you're looking for positive, you're going to find positive. And so I was, my attention was drawn to birds this week, okay? How many of you guys know what a hummingbird is? You guys know what a hummingbird is? It's like that little bird like this and its wings go like super, 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 super fast, Right? And what do hummingbirds eat? Nectar, right? Right, Nectar and sugar and like the sweet stuff in life, right? And so hummingbirds fly around all day looking for that. And they find that and they th- survive. Not only do they survive, they thrive on that. And so they look for it all day and they find it all day. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have like a vulture, right? Those are the ones that just kind of soar. And what do they eat? Dead stuff. And you know what? They spend all day looking for dead stuff. And you know what they find? Dead stuff. You know what they eat? Dead stuff. And they live and survive and thrive on dead stuff. Right? Guys, whatever you're looking for, you're going to find. The hummingbird looks for the sweetness in life and finds the sweetness of life and survives and thrives on the sweetness in life. The vulture looks for dead stuff and it finds dead stuff and it lives and thrives and survives on dead stuff. And so for us, we need to replace the toxic, the draining, the negative, the fearful, the discontent, the critical thoughts. We need to replace that with the truth of God. When Paul's talking here, he's saying, take that stuff and make it submissive to Christ. Replace your toxic thoughts with the truth of Christ. It's not enough to just push it out and say, hey, I want you to walk around with an empty head, right? Because if you're pushing out all the toxic and there's nothing new good going in, it's like, oh, oh, whatever, going through life, everything's good, I'm a hummingbird, right? You know those people too, and you're like, come on, man, snap back to reality, right? In Philippians chapter 4, verse 7 8, again, this is that first century church planner guy, Paul. Once you get in your Bible, you realize this dude's kind of a big deal. He's writing to the church in Philippi, and he says this in Philippians 4, chapter 7 through 8. He says, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Check the ID of the thoughts that are entering your head. Is it this stuff? This thought that's coming in, is it true? Or am I just taking it at face value because that's what the person on talk radio said? Or is this actually true? Let me look into it before I let it spiral in my brain all afternoon, and then I'm pissed off at everybody in the world for something that's not even true, right? Check the ID. Is it true? Is it honorable? Is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it commendable? Is it excellent? Is it praiseworthy? Are these the thoughts that I'm allowing to enter my brain? Are these the categories that get a free pass into the club of my mind? Right? Is this what's happening in my head? We need to replace the toxic with the truth. But for many of us, this means something very, very, very huge for you. This means that you need to start ingesting the truth. That Sunday morning at 11 o'clock is not the only time that you can have interaction with this thing. Because that's not enough truth to suffice you from Monday to Saturday. It's just not. What we talk about here on Sunday mornings is a conversation starter. It's an encouragement. I hope you chew on it and you talk about it with your spouse or your significant other or friends or family or whatever. I hope it sparks conversation and life change. But the reality is you need to know the truth for yourself. Because I'm not standing at the door of your mind. When Rich is up here talking, he's not standing at the door of your mind. When Bob's up here talking, he's not standing at the door of your mind. You are. And so you got to know what can come in and go out. That's up to you guys. And so when we're talking about a toxic thought of negativity coming in, Saying, oh, Sam, you can't do this. Sam, you're not good enough. Sam, you're not going to make the team. You're not going to make the cut. You're not going to do this, that, and the other. When that comes in, we need to know the truth of God that's outlined in Philippians 4.13 that says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I need to know that truth so that I can replace that toxicity with the truth of God. Right? When these toxic thoughts of fear come in, and say, Sam, this is out to get you. What if this happens? What if that happens? You need to be worried. You need to have anxiety. You need to fret over this all night long and lose sleep. Because who knows what could happen tomorrow. I need to know the truth that's outlined in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. That said, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of what? A sound mind. I need to have the wherewithal with I know what that is. I know God's truth to replace the toxicity in my heart and in my life. When the toxic thoughts of discontentment come in and say, Sam, you need more. You need this. You need that. You need to be better. You need to grow. You need to whatever. When all these thoughts come in, I need to know in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, that it says contentment with godliness is great gain. That I need to find my contentment in God, not in the car that I drive or the zip code that I live in. That I need to find my contentment in God, not with the clothes that I wear or the friends or the status that I have. My contentment comes from him, and that supersedes this whole discontentment toxicity that's entering my brain. When we have these critical thoughts that come in, I need to know that Matthew chapter 7, Jesus is talking. He says, hey, listen, take the log out of your eye before you worry about the speck in their eye. Quit judging everybody else, acting like they don't got it together. You need to work your stuff out. I need to recognize that as truth before this toxicity comes in and starts wreaking havoc in my mind, in my heart, and in my life. Does that make sense? And so for us to replace this toxicity with truth, some of us, we need to learn some truth. Some of us need to get on our, our version app or our Bible app, get on a reading plan. You know, they've, they've created this thing that's like the anti-social media that's become a social media thing. They have streaks, they have friends, they have comments and conversations and reading plans and all this stuff. Listen, this stuff will change your life. The truth in this will change your life. It'll put the toxicity that comes at you in a chokehold and say, uh-uh. I know talking heads are saying this, but God says this. I know the culture around me saying this, but God says this. It'll radically and drastically change your perspective, change your heart, and change your mind. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, like I shared earlier, when I welcomed you here, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformation happens here first in the renewing of your mind. The Greek word that's used for renewal there is this word, anachonosis. And it's, this, it's, it's a renewal, it's a renovation. It's to make better than new. And so it's not just that we're ridding ourselves of these toxic thoughts, we're replacing them with better than new thoughts. We're replacing them with the truth of God. That's the key. That's how you win the long-term battle of toxic thoughts. You're not just pushing them away, pushing them away, pushing them away so they can boomerang back to an empty head where there's a perfect space for them to gather. You're pushing them away, replacing them with truth. Pushing them away, replacing them with truth. Pushing them away, replacing them with truth. So there ain't no room for that in your head. Because you're focusing on the truth of God. You don't have empty space for these toxic thoughts to come in and wreak havoc. And so this may mean different things to different people at different phases in your faith journey, right? So maybe you're in here this morning, and this is hitting you in this way, that you need to just spend some time identifying toxic thoughts. For you this morning, maybe you just need to boss up and become the bouncer of your brain. You like that alliteration? That was on the fly. Boss up, become the bouncer of your brain? Come on, that's good. That's good. Maybe you need to boss up and become the bouncer of your brain. That's that's the step that you need to take this morning. And as the band comes and leads us into another song, and we have time to do business with God, maybe you just need to step up and say, God, give me clarity. Give me confidence. Give me consistency that I can step up and I can ID the stuff that comes into my head. Wake me up. Allow me to see what's happening in here that's coming to fruition out here. It's going to take us being real honest with ourselves. It's going to take us being really, really humble, and realizing that maybe we're dropping the ball in this area, but some of us, we need to boss up in that way. We need to guard and protect our thoughts. It's been a free-for-all. We've never maybe really even thought of it this way. But we need to guard and protect our thoughts. Don't, let, don't, don't leave your mind unguarded. Don't leave the door wide open and allow anything to come and go. But we need to begin to check our thoughts. So many of us in here this morning, that's the conversation we need to have with God. We say, God, help me. Help me guard my head. Help me guard my thoughts. Transformation starts up here. I need this to be clear. I need this to be clean. I need this to be full of truth. Maybe you're in here this morning, and you've been IDing them, but you're just letting it all slide. You recognize what's good and bad, but you kind of enjoy the bad a little bit with the good, right? Maybe you're in here this morning, and you're, at the, you're in the, the phase of your faith journey that you need to reject toxic thoughts. You need to reject that stuff. You let it dance around in your head a little bit too long and you know it. You allow yourself to be a little bit critical every once in a while and you know it. You allow yourself to be cynical. You allow yourself to be negative. You allow yourself to be afraid. You kind of get excited about being afraid of things. I know it sounds weird, but it's, I mean, it's true for a lot of people. Maybe you're in here this morning and in your faith journey and where you are in your relationship with God, you need to work on rejecting these toxic thoughts. Not just pushing them away so they can boomerang, but putting them in submission to Christ and saying, nuh-uh, not up here, not for me. This is not how this thing's going down. So maybe that's where you are this morning. Maybe you're in here and you need to replace the toxic thoughts with truth. Maybe that's the zone that you're in. Maybe that's the the trajectory of your faith journey and where you find yourself, that you're like, yeah, I get it. I'm guarding my heart, I'm guarding my thoughts, I got these good thoughts coming, I got these bad thoughts coming, but they just keep coming back and they keep coming and they keep coming and I don't know what to do. Maybe you're in here this morning and you need to get in here and you need to fill your head with the truth of God. Maybe you need to read some some of the Bible, maybe you need to get on a reading plan in your YouVersion app, in the Bible app. Maybe you need to get some extra biblical books that can speak to your heart and to your faith journey and to where you are. If you need recommendations, let me know. I know a bunch of books, no matter what you're dealing with, that can speak from a biblical perspective to where you are in your faith journey. Maybe you need to start filling your head with some of that stuff. Less newsfeed stuff, more Jesus stuff. Maybe we need to start filling our heads with truth so that when we make these things submissive to Christ we have truth in our heads so there's no room for that toxic stuff to come in. There's no foothold for the toxicity to take over. So no matter where you are in your faith journey, I feel like all of us have some business we can do with God this morning. I feel like all of us can have a conversation with God with our thoughts and our minds and all this stuff and say, God, you know where I'm at. Help me to take one step closer to you. Help me to take one step closer to being on your page, to have my head full of things that you want it to be full of, to have my life full of things that you want it to be full of. Because guys, our mind is a powerful, powerful place. It really is. And transformation begins there. We are transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so let's do business with God together. Let me pray. God. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.